Okay, are we ready to go live? I'm always ready, Sal. All right, here we go. We're live streaming. We are. Oh, shit. So don't say anything terribly racist like you usually do. <laughs> yeah, that I count on you. Don't say the N-word. NASCAR, NASCAR will cut you. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where we talk about everything in and around the comics, around comics and comics culture, and I already messed it up, and it's How many Thursday, it's, I have no idea what the date is, it's, we're in quarantine, it's isolation, um, but, but we do have a, um, a big, big surprise tonight. Already, um, I, I'm I'm your host, Christopher Neesman. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hey, what's happening? But uh, the, the the big news is that we're uh, we're being rejoined by uh, by our third brother. He's back. Um, his children have let him go for the <laughs> evening, and uh, Mr. Tom Caters is joining him. They're asleep. I'm putting them to sleep. They're unconscious. <laughs> they're unconscious. Yeah, they're unconscious. They fell asleep. <laughs> Choked them out. Yeah, they're out. Uh, for at least as long as the tranquilizers keep them unconscious. You look less feral than I thought you would be. Uh, I had to trim my beard so that my face mask properly uh, protected me from coronavirus. <laughs> My beard was pretty long, and I was like, "This is stupid. This you I know, need to like do you trim think this down." If you went back in time and you told like nine-year-old Tom, "Hey, one day you're gonna have to trim your beard so that you can put a face mask on to go to Target yeah. to buy toilet paper to fight old people for toilet paper," do you think? Yeah. What do you think uh, your nine-year-old Tom would have thought about that? I don't know. There's a lot of things, and it was like uh, also mentioned that Donald Trump. Is the president of the United States? <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, and like, yeah, you got to be stuck indoors for God knows how long. Yes, yeah. so I've, I've decided that we, we live we we live in a Howard Chaykin comic now. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's happened. Did you guys? Here we are. If, I get uh, served so many Instagram ads for face masks now. It's constant. It's Face constant. Masks, like it's always um, all the time. Like tactical vests. I get a lot of tactical vests and uh, and like um, what's the other one? Okay, let's uh, see if I can find one. Dick right pills. Now. A lot of dick pills. But I think that's just my age. Tactical yeah, vest. Yeah, you're coming in a little low, Sal. I am. Oh, all right. Low. Sorry. Here, a little me, low. I'll turn myself up a little bit. There I, you go. Ooh. How's that? Is that let better? Let me see if I can find a mask ad here. It's only a matter of time. 
Only the lonely. Oh, yeah, here's one. All right, you guys keep going for a minute. I'm going to go just keep running with the... Oh, I can't show it. It won't show up on the no, green screen. It looks like I'm holding... It's like I'm miming. The Millennium Falcon does not want to show I'll be right, right back. So, so Tom, I, I miss you, bud. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm living life behind the cheddar curtain now for yeah. so long. We, we talked about, you know, you as a Wisconsinite. You were a Green Bay uh, native. Yep. I am living much closer to the uh, the Fib border mm. here in uh, in in uh, Milwaukee, but um, I'm I'm getting kind of used to the Wisconsin culture a little mm. bit. It's different. It's amazing how ninety how ninety miles from Chicago to Milwaukee the difference in culture it mm. is. It's it's a little it's a little mind wrecking. But yeah. um, we're we're getting we're getting used to it a little the bit. Mid, Midwest nice. I like I can use air quotes now. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's different. I mean, Chicago and Milwaukee, um, not the same at all. No, like, no. Like hour hour and a half away. It's is it kind of in? I mean, you're a well traveled young man. Um, mm-hmm. Would you compare the difference between Chicago and Milwaukee as like New York and Philadelphia? Um, mm, like you know, way, but really different cities, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like I think I'd pick some place. I'm trying to think of a place an hour and a half from New York. That's a little. It's even farther different. Quite. That yeah, I'm thinking like New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you know, a very here, different vibe. We love Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a yeah. wonderful town. Really enjoy it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, we've had a, a great experience here. It is not Chicago. And, and I think about you a lot with this because now you're the, you're the Wisconsinite. Now, uh, Green Bay, that's a whole oh, that's, different fucking world. Yeah. Are we that's, talking about that's fucking entirely Wisconsin separate. again? Yeah, that's two and, two and a half hours from here. I have curled in Appleton though. Oh. The yeah. Fox River Valley, enjoying yes. the. Um, yeah. I've been to Appleton many, many times. Well, it's like Appleton, Oshkosh. Yeah. You know, Milwaukee. Nina, Nina, Menasha. Nina, um, uh, uh, we, uh, we have a, a, a common, uh, a common friend in, uh, in Nina, um, who's a, a comic creator. It's, uh, uh, Brian, um, uh, Oh God! What's his? Uh, uh, he did uh, Deferdine. Oh, yeah, Deferdine. He did uh, the, a ghost yeah. story. Yeah, ghost uh, uh, or uh, school, a ghost story. That's yes. it. I've been drinking today. Yeah, a library, a live broadcast of a. Uh, <laughs> so Brian Chris Deferdine, struggles to remember. <laughs> Brian Deferdine lives in Nina, and he did a uh, uh, school, a ghost story, which is a comic that we talked about years and years ago. So he's a, yeah, he's a Nina guy. I I always uh, assumed he was more of a, man, a Menasha man. <laughs> Do you ever watch the? Um, it's the um, God. What is it? The uh, Economowak Minute. Oh, Manitowoc Minute. Manitowoc Minute. Yes. It's uh, his uh, his uh, recipe for a uh, uh, a proper Wisconsin old fashioned is fucking spot on. Yeah. 
I, you know, the Saturday Night Live, like a couple of years ago, did a, a joke, a broadcast from Fond du Lac, but they mispronounced Fond du Lac every time. They didn't call they, it Fond du Lac? No, they missed, like, everyone mispronounced it and it was driving me insane. How were they yeah. saying that? How did they say it was Fond like Fond, It was like Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. Like, it, was like, it was like, but they, 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 they put the wrong stress on the wrong yeah, like yeah the like, wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable syllable yeah so like, yeah so it was like I was like god damn it you think you'd look up how to say Fond du Lac. this weird Wisconsin well there's enough there's enough fucking second city people that they should know how to play or say fucking Fond du Lac you should know how to say Fond du Lac yeah god damn Fond du Lac Fond du Lac <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, it's weird. Um, um, so we have this, this quarantine challenge, my wife and I, that every, so a lot, the, all the restaurants are closed for dine-in here, but they have like curbside pickup. And so every Friday we alternate, someone has to pick a different fish fry mm. to pick up. So it's my, it's my responsibility for the fish fry tomorrow. Heavy, heavy responsibility. Ooh, what are you gonna go with? I don't know, cause I don't know if I want to definitely drive down to Bayview. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know if I want to stay in Wauwatosa or you know if I want to venture into we talking about? South Milwaukee. Yeah, welcome to welcome to the Fish Fry <laughs> podcast. This reminds me of like Johnny B would do the report, the fish report <laughs> in the morning. What the fuck is going on here? You guys, if hey, you guys the, the, the fish, and you're the fish fry here fish is really fry. fucking important. Yeah, I you understand. Go to Merrick's. That's the best fish fry in Green Bay. Where? Merrick's. Merrick's? In Milwaukee? No, in Green Bay. I'm not driving to fucking Green Bay. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to anybody in the audience who happens oh, to be. I might. Don't get angry. Don't get angry at me. <laughs> I will not go farther than fucking Whitefish Bay for, for a good fish fry. fish. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Um, I think they're all overrated. Goddamn fish fries. It's just, it's fine. It's fucking fish. No, Whatever. they're pretty outstanding. It's pretty delightful. I, think I, would, you, I would describe the, we, uh, the Wisconsin fish fry as delightful. I think you've been brainwashed. No. I think no, you're. Uh, I think you don't know what you're talking about. You lost it. You uh, you sir have you gotta get the fresh cut perch at a uh, at a good supper club. <laughs> I have eaten at a good supper club, but uh, yeah, whatever. What was your dessert drink? Did you have the grasshopper? No, it's one of my favorites. What am I ninety? Who's texting me? Jesus Christ. Sorry if you guys are hearing that, but I might... That's my me phone. texting you. Like, oh, my God. Chris is drunk. Get, get him off of this fish fry talk. <laughs> Tom's texting me. Please, whatever you do, just get... Sound crazy. Get him off of the fish fry <laughs> chat. 
He's gone insane. <laughs> He's lost his mind. No, oh, that happened a long time ago. Um. All right. So, are we done with Wisconsin talk? What else we got? What else we got to talk about? Anything else? Other than that, do I have to? Do I have to play? I will if I have to. I will resort. Let's go to listener emails. Uh, Top of the stack. Oh will, no! <laughs> I will resort to that. Oh god! <laughs> I have a whole soundboard, Tom. I can do all sorts of radio sounds now. This is like, yeah, we got all sorts of good stuff. Oh, we're on. we're. We're stepping it up, Tom. Yeah, I think our I think our uh our live stream is actually working for the first fucking time. Uh people must time. have been mad when it didn't work before. Well, I don't think there was that many people. <laughs> there was, nobody <laughs> no Not one really. was like, oh, fuck, I can't believe these guys. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was that big a deal, but um I think it's actually yeah, I, that's what I I ran to grab a beer. And check the stream, and at least on my phone, it seemed to be okay. So maybe Zoom is the answer. Maybe that's you know we're we're doing it on Zoom now as opposed to what Skype. What the kids oh. are using these days? Yeah, well, I'm watching it right now. I'm watching the live stream of us from a few seconds ago. Looks good. Yeah, it was well. The big part of it was like the sound. I couldn't get the sound mm. to sync with um oh. with stuff, but yeah. Oh, what I was going to ask you guys, I don't know if either of you um, had a chance or an opportunity, but if you'd get a chance, our, our friend John Suntress had Howard Chankin on his show. Uh, he did like a live uh, Zoom show with Howard, and that's always super entertaining. Howard is just one of those guys that know, is way so smart, like too smart for comics, and super opinionated, and he's you know he 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 doled out a lot of information in that. If you guys anybody, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it was really good. I'll Not watch to, it now. Right now, well, right now. <laughs> well, he's you see me like looking off to the side. Just like. <laughs> he's been he's been writing comics about this for decades now. So yeah, this is old hat. Yeah, you know? yeah, we're at, it's happening. The world's ending. Um, did you guys hear they're making a Tiger King comic? Oh, of course they are. <laughs> oh, God. It's just a matter of time, right? <laughs> I did not, I did not enjoy Tiger King. You didn't? Gave me like, I, you know, it, I described it as it was like the television version of falling into like a wiki hole where you're just like <laughs> clicking through things. And then at the end you're like, wait, what, like what happened? Like. <laughs> Like it's just like a constant cascading like series of things. Like it was like continuing to comment on a really bad Facebook post. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was. I, I watched it while I was doing work or other things, but I there were moments where I was sort of like, like I mean, uh, it's ama- it's amazing and horrible all at the same time. It's a lot of car wrecks. I mean, it's it's a oh, lot, yeah yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um. A Apparently lot. there's a precursor to this that's even more horrible. It's this this West Virginia, the whites of West Virginia. Oh god, something. That sounds bad. That sounds like it could go bad. You know, yeah. the, the times I did enjoy it actually were. I think there there's moments in it that I thought were really I quite enjoyed. Like uh, anytime the guy who was his campaign manager 
Because <laughs> like, I liked him, and I thought the woman who used to live at that Doc Antle's place, anytime like a per- a real person like, yeah, in got involved world, in it, and you're like, you like poor, poor even bad. like that Walmart guy, it's a little weird, but he at least like seemed grounded like in some sort of reality. Like, you know? Joe, like, didn't, Joe didn't know what the fuck a yeah. libertarian was. Yeah, so it's it like... Matter. No. Anytime, anytime, the best episodes are the ones where you could still hear like a person who is somewhat uh, tethered to reality, like discuss it as opposed to just like lunatics suing each other and like like crazy people talking to other crazy people, you know, or like it was I mean, those were the saddest things too, right? Because it was like the mom of the husband who killed himself, you know, or yeah. someone who is not part of this like insane world of like big cats right like anytime they can like be like oh yeah this is crazy you know instead of it just being like one insane person talking about another insane person about like suing them about logos and shit and like all like which is all like interesting but it's sort of just like it's like clicking on the hyperlink to like Joe Exotic's governor campaign. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember, I remember the fucking uh, Daily Show um, mm-hmm. bit on him, and I was just like, I've seen this dude before. Yeah. Um, but what's amazing about the the whole Tiger King thing, and and I think we'll see um, other stuff, you know, kind of boil up through the whole isolation, the the whole COVID nineteen thing. Is that it's like the, the the perfect horrible thing at the perfect horrible time yeah. is that you know like twenty years from now people will be talking about Tiger King because it was this viral thing during <laughs> the during I this. And, they and timed it perfectly. It they it was the perfect horrible thing at the perfect horrible time. And I hope that people 20 years from now are talking about this because that means that things haven't gotten fucking terribly worse. I mean, personally, I I know they say how hard it is to buy just one big cat, but I'm keeping <laughs> just the one tiger I own. And that's it. I don't need to breed them. You know, like I have a the, the, special the, connection with my tiger. That... The best and worst quote I heard was from Donald Trump Jr. When he's like, well, if I knew it was only $2,000 to buy a tiger, I would have jumped right on that. I was like, you are a fuck. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. If I was, uh, you know, a rich idiot, I would absolutely. And I'm, I'm halfway there. I'm an idiot. I would absolutely buy a tiger or two. I'm sure. If I was like, I mean, yeah, come on. I do, but I always. They're amazing. But it's, it's also always interesting because there's always like that scene where it's like the tiger is going to fuck them up. You know? Oh, that one like, scene. Like, Those are the best. Where and he's like, you, bitch. you idiot. You own a giant tiger. And you're like, in, okay, of course it's going to attack you. It's like, it's, it's a like, goddamn alpha predator. It's, it's a tiger. It's just like, a matter of time. Time, yeah. I, uh, uh, I remember <laughs> like Mike Tyson with his tigers. Mm. He had a couple of tigers. And he had a story about like, you know, he bought them when they were young, and so they were pretty friendly and everything, and, and he was used to having them, but then they got bigger They're and bigger. They're not domesticated animals. No, 
Well, yeah. When well, you know. share a connection with them, yeah. At some yeah, point, like every single person going in that you. documentary thinks they do. <laughs> <laughs> they all, oh, they all think they're the one. Yeah, they all think they're the one that's like I. These cats, yeah. they love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's hey, you know. I have three. I have three fucking pit bulls. There's a moment of. You don't a no. tiger. If you could get a tiger, you'd totally have a tiger. Let's. You I would know, not you... have a tiger. <laughs> well, like a bobcat, right? Like a, <laughs> a lynx, maybe a mar- uh, what's the other one? The little feral cat. No, I, r- I ran it. I ran into a. I ran into a bobcat when I was squirrel hunting one year, and it was it was what? not a pleasant experience. Uh, don't ever say that again. Don't ever don't ever say I ran into a bobcat when I was squirrel. Hunting. I was out. I was squirrel hunting, and I ran into a bobcat. Uh, I get a small. I get like a. I'm like I just googled small big cats. Why wouldn't you hunt for bobcats? <laughs> small yeah. big cats. Small big because cats. Because squirrels are easier to cook. Uh, okay, Peta, don't uh, send your complaints to Christopher Neesman. Dude, at... I, I grew up in the fucking backwoods. We went squirrel hunting. You grew up in St. Louis. No, I grew up in two hours south of St. Louis. Oh, wow! That's like the fucking back hills of Kentucky. You needed to be squirrel hunting. It's Southern Have you ever Illinois. Watched, uh, the movie Winter's Bone with oh, um, Jesus. Uh, Quit. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> That's where I grew up. Uh huh. All right. Um, what else? Who's making that uh, comic? Um, it's thinking? the same company that makes like all the biography all the, all the, comics. comics. Yeah, 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 all the shitty biography comics, like the Obama comic and whatever else. You know. Well, that, I'm excited. I, I look forward. <laughs> thrilled. Um, it's a story that demands to be told through the, <laughs> the fine medium of comics. There's going to be a lot. I guess there's um, talk. I saw something. There was talk about uh, a series about Joe Exotic, or at least a Tiger like a Tiger King series, like a, a, a fictional series or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Uh, the the woman that plays Harley Quinn. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Oh, uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, uh, Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Her playing Joe Exotic. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, I can see it. Why not? Put a mustache. <laughs> um, have you guys watched Bombshell yet? It's one that I'm... No. No? I did. No. I did. I did watch I it. Did you like it? I did like it. I thought it was really good. I um, it's been on the list. I mean, between like that nineteen seventeen and and bombshell, and it's like every night at like eleven o'clock. It's like, what do I want to watch until one o'clock in the morning, and then try and get up at a regular time. Yeah, it was good. Um, I mean, it kind of makes what's her name out to be a bit heroic in the whole Megan, story. Megan Kelly. Nuts? Yeah, Megan Kelly. Yeah. Which she probably was a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know that much about her, to be honest. But the one thing I will say about, like, what I kept thinking about um, with that movie was whoever is hiring the hot blondes at Fox News really mm-hmm. knows what the fuck they're doing. Because you had a oh, movie with yeah. Margot Robbie and I, I can't even think of the rest of the cast. Charlize Theron Char- and Charlize Nicole Kidman. Th- and and the real life people were hotter 
than the superstar actresses that played them. You know what I mean? Like Megan Kelly is, is more attractive. Very attractive. Yeah. Yeah, It's like insane how attractive these women that they would hire to, to, to be these sort of, you know, Republican fantasies, the, uh, blonde, blonde haired, long legged, uh, GOP fantasy. I watched, uh, a really good comic book adaptation the other night. I watched The Death of Stalin on <laughs> Netflix. It's was... based on a French comic. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh. Yes. It was quite good. I've not read the French comic. The but, Death uh, of Stalin. Those the French... movie is good. It's done by the is guy. Is it a comedy? It is. I mean, it's by our, our, um, Armando, and I'm going to kill his, his name. The guy who did Veep. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he made it. It's it's much, it's dark. I mean, it's extremely dark. There's like Death funny portions to Death it. Death of yeah. Stalin on Netflix. Netflix. Yes. And some stars, movies. Uh, yeah, it stars Steve Buscemi as uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Oh, you know what? Really? I did see, I didn't watch it, but I did see that. Is it kind of a comedy? It, it almost a looks like, bit, like a dark pretty... black comedy. It's very dark. Is it? I mean, like it, any movie that ends with like a like a execution, like of a family, hard, of an entire yeah, of like, generation, no, of like somebody. Uh, <laughs> I won't. It's history, so I mean, you can't really spoilers. Spoil it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's very dark. Darker like than spoilers. Like, he rules Russia for a while. Yeah. I yeah. was gonna watch that. And I'm like, this looks really weird, and I had no context for it whatsoever. It was so good. Uh, I will was, now. I will definitely watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really well done and very interesting. I actually, you know, I I thought it was actually better than I thought it was gonna be. Because I kind of thought like because he was the guy who does a beep was doing it. I was like, ah, it'll probably be like a little too jokey, jokey. Right. Or, but it actually, wasn't. It was much. I, I think because it's based on like a very real thing, it's much more like it's got humorous bits to it, but like I would, I would have a hard time calling it a comedy like, okay. in its purest sense. Like it's much darker than any of the but other the death stuff. The of, death of Stalin. Yeah. Okay. It's on the list. It's on the list. On the list, guys. On the list. That sounds good. I will watch it. Yeah. Anybody right. re- uh, so, re- What? Go ahead. So I, so I have a subject. It's a comic book subject. I know. Shocking. We're... Um, I had a friend of mine, Phil Curler, who uh, says, well, I'm in isolation. Uh, he's like, uh, you're the comic book guy. And I'm wanting to read some some Batman comics. And I went on uh, Amazon, and I'm I'm ordering stuff up. And he asked me what the best Batman graphic novels were. If I were to suggest three, Hmm. what are the three Batman graphic novels that you would suggest for someone to read? Hmm. And, And we'll assume that they have no comprehension of the character outside of general just zeitgeist. Um, hmm. And, well, I guess my question would be, uh, what, I mean, are they a fan of the movies? Are they... Assume they have no 
no comprehension of the character outside of general zeitgeist. They don't know. So assume that they've maybe seen Batman, the the, the first Chris Nolan movie, maybe one or two other. You know, they're aware of like the 1960s series. Right. Just like general. They have like a passing knowledge of the character. Um. Hmm. I don't I'm know. In my room with all my comics, so I'm looking at the shelf. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to do some research, honestly, to answer that. In any, I would just looking at my stuff that I'm looking at. This is the one I, I suggested first. What did you? Okay, you go first. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> I would say I was looking at my shelf. Wait, what did you hold up? I'm sorry. I was looking at my shelf. Would you hold up? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's your one? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like that, then there's no point in, like, going any deeper Mm -hmm. into Batman, really. I mean, that's... It's pretty... It's a great comic story. It really kind of sets up the character. It's got a lot of the, the, the mythos of the character it's it's well written it's well drawn i think it's i mean it's classic looking Uh, at the things on my shelf i guess maybe long halloween oh that's a good one i like that yeah that fan yeah yeah you kind of get a little bit of everything you don't have to know anything to like the art is obviously fantastic in it and it kind of gives you a taste of everything a little bit right like Enough to be like, oh, I know that bad guy. You know, if you're kind of familiar with, like, the Batman mythos. Yeah, now, I, I mean, we're old, old and grizzled and, and, yeah. and a, sad. You know, bit sad. We're, sad. We're sad, 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 sad. comic yeah. fans. So for the for the newer comic fans, would you suggest Hush? Uh, I think you kind of got to... To me, that's so reliant on... Yeah, the 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 rogues gallery of Batman. I mean, it, yeah, but it, but isn't it a nice introduction to like all of them? I guess, but I, I feel also though that a lot of the twists and turns of that story have no, unless you sort of know like a level of detail. I mean, like people, does the average person know about like um, what's his name, Jason, the second Jason Todd. Yeah, is, like, uh, like, is it going to mean anything to them? Yeah, like, to me, I, I mean, it's fine. I guess it depends on like if you're the type of person that just rolls with the punches and like reads and it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like it's cool. It's got like cool art, and you get to see all the villains and stuff. But I think some of the, like the twists and turns of it get would get kind of lost on someone who doesn't have like a. Do you think um, better knowledge? Uh, do you think Killing Joke? Uh, land somewhere in essential reading, or is it something that it's? I mean, is it in you know the top five things that you should read if you're like want to really understand the character? Or I mean, is or does that sound stupid? It, it, is Killing Joke essential Batman reading? I guess is what I'm asking. I don't know if the Batman in that has anything to do with any other Batman. Like that story is so like singular as far as like it actually feels like kind like the ending 
you know, like the ending of that story is so like unlike any other like sort of Batman ending, you know, like mm-hmm. it the feels, laughing scene. Yeah, it feels more like I mean I I guess anything that is like well written and has good art would probably be a good place to start, so you can't go wrong, you know, <laughs> reading it. Like it's it's got like great creators working on it. Why do they want to read Batman? Yeah, what do they what do they want? What are they get trying to get out of it? I mean it's hard to answer that, you know, like what should I read? And that's that's kind of what's fascinating about the character. They're like, Yeah, you know, I I like the character. I want to know more about it. I've got some time. What are the really important Batman works that I should order and read? Yeah, I mean, if they want, like, a... uh, If they're trying to just, like, get a comprehensive understanding of the history of the character, you know, that's completely different to me than if they're looking to... um, get up to speed and like read current stuff yeah i mean that's that those are two different things it's like you know i i i think the i think he was coming from the standpoint of you know i want to really understand the character and what are what are he was asked what are the best batman stories i think is is what it came down to uh yeah i don't fucking know you know, Google it. Like, okay. Would you say like Arkham Asylum? Uh, that's a tough one to throw at somebody. I think I it mean, really is. If it's somebody I'm, that doesn't read comics, and then all of a sudden you throw them that, and it's like, what the? You know, I, I mean, did like, not suggest Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I suggested Year One. There uh, are no Batman books. He can read none. <laughs> just, just tell him forget it. Turn around, turn around, leave. It's too late. Here, here's a YouTube video. It'll explain to you the history of Batman in 12 minutes. You can. Shouldn't there be like two or three? Like, read these and understand the character. It's one of the. I mean, it is. Well, then Dark Knight Returns has to be in there. Yeah, DKR. I I said DKR. I said Year One and DKR. You got the beginning and the end. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah. Everything in between doesn't matter. It's, nothing matters. Nothing matters. It's all fucking made up. Yeah, it's all fiction. It's all bullshit. Make up your own stories. Who gives a shit? Some guy in a costume. Fan fiction. Yeah. What difference does it make? They're all just made up. It's all horseshit. It's all yeah. just bullshit. Um, I've been reading a lot of Batman lately. Actually, I've been trying to catch I up. Well, I, I. Uh, I, I wanted to read... I was reading Tom King's run on Batman for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stopped right about the wedding when he started the, the, the whole thing of him marrying Catwoman. Spoiler alert. Um, but then I've gone back and read it. The wedding goes off without a hitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, Tom. Totally smooth. <laughs> what? No. The greatest... The greatest of all comic book traditions. Yes, weddings. no wedding ever just happens. <laughs> but it is good. I, he's he's a different kind of writer. Uh, I think um, it, it's his pacing is odd to me to some degree. It, it, it throws me off a little bit because he writes almost so um, like every page is a scene. 
You know what I mean? Like more than anybody else that writes comics, like every single page is its, is its own scene. And it's like, that's kind of the pacing of, of, you know, it's, I don't know. I, someday I'll ask him about it, but, um, it's just interesting to me, but I do like what he does with that character. I do. I think he has a, a pretty good understanding of that character and the idea of like bringing him forward into, you know, kind of trying to make him a little more relatable to today. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I haven't gotten, I haven't finished it yet. Cause not, they're not all available on Hoopla, mm-hmm. but, uh, up to like the last two or three trades are available. So I've, I'm, I'm up to that, like after the wedding and that kind of thing. It's, it's good. I mean, he is a good, um, Batman writer, I, I think, but I, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm doing it is because I'm really interested in, um, what's his name that took over for him? Uh, Tin- Tinian? Tyrion? Something? Tyr- Tyrion? Tyrion Lannister? Tyrion Lannister is now writing Batman. Yes, Tyrion Lannister. James, James Tinian? I think that's it, yes. I think that's the guy. Who I think is a really good writer, and I think he's a really good Batman writer. So I'm interested to see what uh, what he does with the character. Ooh, my voice just dropped a couple of Ooh. octaves. I'm like, Ooh, I'm vocal wow. fry. <coughs> yes. Um, what else? Anything else? Anything else going on with you guys? Were you guys reading anything? Uh, guys, I, I, you know, I'm just rewatching stuff I've already watched, so I don't have to pay attention to it that much. <laughs> <laughs> It's not I, hard to watch prestige television right now because I feel like I don't I don't want to get too wrapped up in anything. Like I just kind of want to like let things just sort of like wash over me without like me becoming too like involved in it. Like I watched The Phantom Menace the other night just because I like wanted like zero. Like I didn't want to. You want nothing challenging? Not nothing. I just wanted to sit on the couch. Yeah. Drink a glass of wine and watch something that in no way would, if I accidentally fell asleep, I would not care. You're like my wife, Law and Order SVU. I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. If I, it's like, I can see something cool. Done. Fine. If I fall asleep, I fall asleep. That's just what's going to happen. I'm good. If I lie down. And Disney Plus has been getting a workout between watching Toy Story 4 every day. My kids are just obsessed. Just sneak some Clone Wars in there. Oh, I'm trying, but I, um, I tried to convince my kids to re- rewatch all the Star Wars movies from the beginning, but in chronological order, and I can't. Oh, can't get them to do it. Can't. Well, well, maybe I got a soft commitment, but we'll see. <laughs> the the last season of Clone Wars is awesome, dude. Really I've been good. tearing through television. I finished that. I finished. <clears throat> I finished the. Me and my wife just started watching the last OG Tracy Morgan mm-hmm. show, which I I had zero expectations for. I thought it would be it's awful. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's really it's good. Really funny. I could, I was shocked at how good it was, and we tore through like the you know whatever four seasons of it that are that are on Netflix. And then I went through Pennyworth in like a weekend. I know. I just watched I like up with you. two seasons of Get Shorty on Epics, on Epics, as you like to call it. You're just like, I'm just, you're just like flying through, just 
just consuming. Well, kind of like what you're saying. Like I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm working from home, so I'm sitting at the computer and I'm doing stuff, but it's kind of mindless. Like I can do it, you know. Yeah. Most of it is like moving around. Tom Tom has every episode of Peppa Pig. Just oh, I've watched so many Peppa Pig. (laughs) So many. I caught the, my kids insisting that my kids go ready, steady, go instead of ready, set, go. Is a Peppa Pig. They're already trained. Yeah, mail. They're putting mail in the post and stuff like. like they're they, total they anglophiles them. now. My, they're like, Daddy, 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 Daddy Pig. Can we have some porridge? It's just yeah. They want, it's a lot of Peppa Pig. A lot of YouTube influencers for kids. We're watching a lot of just like. They love watching this channel that's this family that plays video games. Oh. That is just like make like makes my head hurt. <laughs> they like they love it. I can't get enough of it. So like when I really need them to like be absorbed in something, mm-hmm. I put that I put that on. And it works. Um I do have a uh comment sort of thing on uh instagram somebody left us a comment if we want to what yeah <laughs> it was in regards to our last episode how oh, dare oh. <laughs> oh which one was that i had nothing uh, to do with that that was the pennyworth we talked about pennyworth but we also oh, yeah. ta- we talked about how i was confused why i didn't understand why publishers aren't going more with direct sales digital sales to consumers the comic book publishers and that's what his uh, reply is. It's a gentleman by the name of Stuart Watson. And he said, in answer to why publishers haven't gone to same-day digital, my understanding, mostly by listening to iFanboy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. oh, great. Yeah. Is digital is still small a smaller chunk of their market. They are trying to keep local stores and or paper stores alive because... Uh, that is still a bigger chunk of revenue. I'm going to say that's well, all fake. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Obviously fake news. <laughs> fake news. Yeah, if it's from iFanboy, it's definitely fake news. Those fucks. Fucking nasty. They make so up, nasty. They make up everything. <laughs> those guys are the Fox News of comic book podcasting. <laughs> oh, except except, news, except they that. don't have the sexy they're, they're blondes. The fucking, they're the fucking Breitbart of Bre- comics. <laughs> Which one is... Uh, what was the guy? It was... Uh, well, we know Josh is like, um, Josh. No, Josh is kind of like the. He's kind of like the Chris Wallace. Uh, the Chris Connor, Wallace. It, Connor is definitely the the. Connor is definitely the Hannity, and I would say that that Ron is is the Roger Ailes of of I. Wow, do you know? Doubt, he's Roger got some Ailes. skeletons in his closet. <laughs> Wait, what was the other guy that was the uh, the press secretary of of our current uh, or not? Which press one? The first guy from Bright, Breitbart. Spicer. The, uh, no, the Spicy? big, the big, ugly looking dude. Spicer. Oh, S- Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. Oh yeah, that's Connor. That's Connor. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Connor. Absolutely. Wow, he's gonna appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a I. Uh, I mean, they're still hanging on. They're still hanging on to the comic book stores. I know there's like a, a fun, there's a hashtag going around 
people are donating like commissions and stuff, trying to raise money for stores. Um, <sighs> and and like, <laughs> Dom's like, <laughs> no, Why? I just yeah, I get it, man. No, I we're just everything's fucked up. So it's like it is. Who knows, who knows who's, what's going to survive? Comics will be fine. Yeah, but comic stories. <laughs> Comics will be. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I mean, I, okay, we have we've known comic book, comic book store owners. We've known a few. We've certainly dealt yeah. with them over the years. Love them. They're friends. Absolutely. They're they're, and, they're wonderful people. I'm not yeah. saying this uh, as a derogatory thing necessarily, but is the time of the comic book store is that is it long sort of gone? Isn't I mean. Isn't it I don't kind think of a... it's gone. I don't think it's gone. I think that they'll 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 be specialty shops. And I but think they they're... are specialty shops already. How can you be specialty shop of a specialty shop? I... <laughs> specialty there, there can be. It's. I mean, we're in a we're in a specialty of a specialty fucking culture now. We are sitting here talking about fucking comic books, you know. And well, if, if there are there barely. Are seven, thousand people that listen to us out of 300 million people then we're doing Not great <laughs> there's none of those people are nowhere near those numbers chris is that why well, you're doing you, sure millions of people could be watching until you fucking quit you goddamn loser um well it was it, was, it had nothing to do with people the, listening to us the millions of people we never had oh, millions of people <laughs> No, say, no, seriously, that, that's the culture we're in, is that if you get a few thousand people that are interested in something, you know, it's, and, and that's, that's, that's the niche marketing of stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to change. It's going to be weird, but there, there will always be comic book shops out there. There's going to be, I mean, there's record shops again, which exactly, you know, it's the same goddamn thing. It's, you know, challengers in Chicago, great comic book shop they have it figured out. They have a community, you know, market at dark tower has it kind of figured out. There are some shops here in Milwaukee. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to open back up after all this shit. Um, It's, it's so I work in the fitness industry. You work in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. There is, there's a lot of, a lot of businesses out there that are built on community building and they're probably going to come out of this. There's a lot of gems that aren't, that aren't. So yeah. Gold's Gym just announced they're closing, uh, like, all their... Sh- I don't know how many Gold Gyms there are anymore, but... Yeah. Um, it's renewed my membership. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Damn it! So, uh, no! You know, and I, and I, you know, seriously, I think that, I think that's a really important part of today's business structure is building community. And you see it in, in, in a lot of businesses, they, they build community with what they're selling. How do you do that though? If you can't bring a community into your store, I mean, I mean, so how long does this go? And that's, that's the rub. You know, it's like, how long does a community, you know, foster something if they're not able to assemble with each other? Yeah. So I don't know. That, that, that's the scary part. But I think that the comic book store. Uh, I'm at the gym, guys. That, 
That, I think that's a, I think that's my flooring. It looks like three quarter inch shot clock. <laughs> Tom's getting his workout in. Um, but no, I, I I think the comic shops that built a community atmosphere are hopefully going to be able to come out of this. The ones that haven't that don't rely on that. Yeah, I think they're kind of fucked. And 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 shame on them, you know. But if this goes two three more months. I don't know if any of them survive. Well, I anyone, I don't know if I survive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, I no, don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, what's going to survive? I mean, at some point, we have to. Uh, you know, old boy Donnie is going to open up the country. He's not going to let this. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to let this slide. He can't let the economy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, we're reaping what we sowed there, aren't we? <laughs> All right, you gotta let's... hit that big old start button. <laughs> it's right next to the red one, the giant red button. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything? Let's move on to something else. That's that subject is just gonna. We I, I know we keep like coming back to it because it's ever present, but sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. Are you guys reading anything else? You are enjoying any? Uh, Tom, I know you're not. You're just. Barely, barely hanging on by your I'm fingernails. Barely, I'm barely hanging on. <laughs> barely surviving. What is that fucking hat you're wearing? Uh, it's a free hat I got from some production company named uh, Imperial Woodpecker. Oh, Imperial. Right here, Tom. It's a free I'm on, hat. I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon. Oh yeah, there you go. Bucks sucks. Go bucks. We're gonna win it this year. Jesus, you are. They're gonna win it this year. The most year. notorious bandwagon jumper. I've been I've been a Bucks fan my entire life. <laughs> love them. always, like always love them. Yeah. Know. Everyone knows of Chris's deep passion for the Bucks. <laughs> yep, that I, the Mecca. I was I loved it. The uh, is that their old yeah old place? I'm assuming. Yeah, it's where the Admirals play now. We're season ticket holders. Who are the admirals? It's their. Uh, it's their. Uh, it's the. It's it's the hockey team of Milwaukee. They're the. Uh, they're basically the uh, AAA team for the National Predators. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who's laughing at that? <laughs> I love the sound effects. All right, that was an. I, I just, like looking sorry. at your room, Chris. You got you got your art hanging up behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, eight tons of uh, books to the to like the left of you, <laughs> like such a heavy shelf. Eight metric like, tons. Tons of paper. <laughs> There's like an entire rainforest. Yeah, just so just thick, <laughs> dense books. I had to build an extra. I had to build a bookcase in in a in a room just to hold my giant hardcover volumes that I had because I kept breaking uh, book bookshelves. Hell yeah! yeah that's right. So I so I roll, Tom. <laughs> heavy heavy yeah, paper, hell baby. Yeah. I roll with heavy paper. Give me one thousand pages of comics <laughs> right now. Heavy paper, thick binding. Thick. <laughs> Glue. Oh, break a shelf. <laughs> Let's do it. Break. Hell yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> just destroy. Let's just destroy some shelves. <laughs> some omnibuy. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help. It. Chris is giving us a tour of his uh, his comic book room. His comic book room there. That was very nice. No, it's my office. It's his office. 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 My office. Your little comic book. It's the same room. thing. So, same so thing. My, so, do you have a separate comic book room? Comics in my life. Oh God! Here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh no! What did I? This do? is where I switch over to a browser. <laughs> What is he doing? So, Where is he going? The very first comic I ever bought. Lies. Lies Doctor and deceit. First comic I ever bought. That's the actual one? This is the actual very first comic I ever bought. No, but that's the physical copy that you this purchased yourself. First and you kept it for all this time. Yes. You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody your age has their <laughs> comics from when did you start buying comics when you were 35 when did oh, that comic was, come out it was like it was like that's a 1978 that. comic you were six and you held on to it all this time fuck you yes. bullshit you're so this full of the shit first comic I ever bought. lie i don't even remember the first comic book i bought that's well, not true i do remember you have no soul sir that's not true at all uh, this soul. is the only comic that my father ever bought me. Fucking show and tell. Are we going to have to go into therapy on this <laughs> episode of Around Comics? On a very special episode of Around Comics, we talk about how your father didn't love you, Chris? Is that what we're getting into? This here? is whenever I found out my father loved me. Oh, is when God. he bought me. Wait, so here's the sad story, is that he bought me oh. for Christmas one year, X-Men, the, the all-new, all-different X-Men number 95. He didn't spend the extra 40 goddamn dollars for X-Men 94. That cheap bastard. Mm-hmm. Which would have been worth thousands of fucking dollars. Um, and then here is um, one of my favorite comics of all time, uh, autographed by uh, Tim Sale and Greg Rucka. This is Queen and Country number one. That's awful. Awful. So anyway, these are the three comics I have hanging in my room. Here's the, the, the closest comic I have to me. <laughs> What's that, Tom? Oh, my, back, my background is here. Let me turn off my background. Oh, yeah, get out of the gym, man. You're pumped enough. I'm, you're, I'm you're so ripped. ripped. <laughs> Legion of Superheroes, The Curse. Have you read the uh, Bendis Legion at I all? I have not gotten to it yet. I'm... Uh, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. Um, no, but that's... I have a very... I am I have never been that big of a Legion fan, uh, to be yeah. honest. I've always wanted to be a huge Legion fan. I've always wanted to love Legion comic books, but I no, never yeah. really have. I've never really actually loved really any of them. There's something about the Legion that I want it to be, and it never quite is and i don't know you read legion lost i did read legion lost yes that was awesome i really liked legion lost uh but it's not even a legion that's all i've got that loaned out to a curling friend that's tom that's your copy that's tom's got your copy right there i've got your copy dude (laughs) (laughs) look at it it's awesome i love that book uh touching all the pages yeah i don't know what it is about legion i did like that's the uh lanning uh abnett and lanning abnett lanning right yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch the Legion cartoon? No, I don't think I did. It's, I, uh, it's quite good. Maybe you should uh, give that a watch. Is that on DC? Uh, yeah, I think Universe? so. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, it's... Um, what What are your favorite the, Legion stories? Like, where? What if I, if you were going to point me to, like, one or two awesome Legion stories that'll hook me uh, and make me a Legionnaire to give me Legionnaire's disease... Is that is that kind of the thing? Is that I mean, Legion Legion was so good, but they never had a Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, I mean, maybe like the Great right? Darkness saga, but that one, even that in and of itself, is like not necessarily. I don't know if there's one that I'd be like, this is like the definitive Legion. I think like it what it did a really good job of was it was like such a good version of like a bronze age soap opera mm-hmm. for so long that like that just like when you do read i think i have the great darkness saga around here somewhere i've been looking at it it's one of the greatest presents i ever got yeah. was tom caters gave me literally a grocery bag of old legion comics oh that's yeah so sweet oh they're amazing they're amazing Um, i you know that's a good one to go with um but it's tough because i think like the charm of the legion is like the fact that it kind of didn't have doesn't have that right it's like just like this huge long big like sort of unwieldy thing right where like part of the fun of it is like the fact that there's all these weird characters that like show up for like three issues and then disappear and then show up again like 10 years later for someone's yeah. like oh right. yeah we should use the uh, uh the boy. character yeah the kid whose arm falls off all the time you know like there's just like this weird mess of characters that kind of gets like regurgitated i love the whole triplicate triplicate girl oh, yeah yeah and one I, of them dies and then she's yeah. <laughs> i think and then, i what just do, you do now I always wanted Legion to be kind of like um, top ten, mm. you know. Oh, the, more, the Alan Moore, Gene Ha, yeah, Vander series. Like I, like I wanted it to be more like that, and it, and it never quite is that. Like I never, I think I just, I had a hard time ever connecting to any of those characters because I think partly because like. There's always so much going on in those books. There's so many characters and so many kind of storylines. Um, and it's in space, which I kind of hate, honestly, stories in space. Why, why, why do you hate space, Sal? Uh, I don't know. I think... Um, I, I, I think see that a little bit of like... Well, I, I, I think there's always been a thing with Marvel and DC that like the space comics... Are like their own like realm right yeah and it's yeah like ah that's over there yeah. in that place you know and it's like i don't read those like i read these ones right and the that's okay yeah um nothing wrong with that no I, it's like, just personal preference i'm not i'm not critiquing it from a standpoint of whether it's yeah. good or bad it's just my personal preference i i i tend i mean it's not just comics it's also like movies and stuff like 
when when stuff is set in space, there's an automatic like um it's so much more about space. It's you know a, what I mean? The stories it's it it has to sort of revolve. I think the best ones, the best stories that are set in a, you know, sci-fi space setting have very little to do with the fact that they're set in a sci-fi space setting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just from my preference. Well, I, I also think that maybe some of the old Legion comics also kind of, they fall victim to like, there's sort of a goofiness to the space aspect of it. Yeah. And I think like there's a, almost well, like trying a, to pack stuff in too, like, different languages and different aliens and oh, this kind very, of food yeah, and like, there's a lot of stuff going on within within them yeah i think like the way they at least like the way i've always thought of it is like with those type of books it's almost like you have to find like the character that you like the most and then like you're sort of invested in that character and then yeah. you care about the other ones because they interact with that character or like you find that character's story interesting because even you know in comparison to like you know i i kind of think of them in the same way as like they're like an even more unwieldy x-men sort of in a way yeah like i any mean, given I mean moment, that, there's I mean, like 30 in, of them in, in, you know, in the like, 80s in the 80s when i mean we were growing up and reading comics you were an x-men fan or you were a legion or titans fan right you were an idiot no. <laughs> or a dumb. So I was I was an X-Men fan. Sal was probably an X-Men fan. Oh, for sure. And and Tom, you were probably a Titans fan. I don't know. I read all of those. I think I Yeah, I read Titans, I read Legion, I read X-Men, I read it all. I wasn't I was never like if it was good, it you was good. You were never pigeonholed. Yeah, I didn't. I never was like a Marvel zombie or only read DC or, you know. I, I, I've, I've read X-Men more than I read Titans. I mean, I was aware of Titans, but that wasn't my book. My book was X-Men. Well, there's definitely a different, a, a totally different tone with something like Titans as opposed to X-Men. X-Men was the, you know, soap opera-ish. Yeah kind of um you know it was about civil rights it was about injustice that kind of thing where titans was i don't know it had a different feel a different tone to it where it was more like and then legion angst. was completely different from all of them. i mean legion was it was cosmic it was it was the cosmic soap opera yeah because legion you could do whatever you wanted and you didn't have to worry about it i think the problem the other... with legion is like Everybody looks at the origin of the Legion in 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 Superman or Superboy. Is it Superboy? Right, Superboy. Superboy. Yeah, and it's like this dumb idea. Hey, we're gonna take some teenagers from the future and mm-hmm. send them back in time and get Superman and bring him back to the future mm-hmm. because we need to write a comic this month. <laughs> That's an awesome story. It, it's a great story, but is it a great idea then to go? Well, this is what the Legion is. And forever, we kind of have to be this thing of these t- teenagers from different planets that but band together for some reason. Being reinvented is because it's in the future. But it's always that 
same core idea that goes back to that one story that they wrote really not trying to create a new no. group of heroes. It was just like, hey, let's, you know, let's, here's an idea. We'll get three teenagers from the future and send them back in time and they'll, they'll, yeah, but and they'll the fuck with Superman. Yeah, the teenager aspect gets played up or down depending on how much, you know, like how much the, whatever creative. No, no, no. Know, by the time you get into the Bronze Age, like they're in that weird, like, like X-Men age thing where like, wait, how old are any of these people? Right, like they're right. just like yeah. they're amorphous. They're all like, sitcom teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they're all just like amorphously some age. Yeah, that's not old, but not like right. young anymore. And like, uh, yeah, within that, they're like CW. Actors. I I always kind of go nuts. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Wait, the, that's a high school girl? Wait a minute. What? Yeah, no, no, no. That dude's shaving. Um, I always, I it always drives me nuts whenever people reference uh, Cyclops Scott Summers. They call him Slim. It's like the what? dude is two hundred and fifteen pounds of muscle. No, yeah. nobody. If you saw that guy walking around, nobody would call him Slim. Look Why the skinny, well, back look the at this skinny nerd? <laughs> yeah, he's like six two, a super <laughs> athlete. They would dork. Fight you over this? Yeah, look at this dork. Well, I'll win that fight easy. <laughs> it's not much of a fight. <laughs> you should try watching the Legion cartoon though, because they do a good job of. Um, simplifying it a little bit but still i think maintaining like a lot of like the it starts off with like a very small cast and then yeah i think that's part of it man like when it gets like you said yeah 30 fucking legionnaires pop into a book it's like all right i had the same problem i mean isn't that what happened to the x-men you know like grant morrison era where it was just like okay there's like eight thousand fucking mutants i can't keep them straight anymore the cycle it was Everyone's before like, that. let's simplify it. And then someone's like, let's make it bigger. And then the next person's like, let's simplify it. And yeah, keep there's, it there's like lesser. 900 in the books now. I mean, there's it's like every mutant uh, that's alive is, is in the books now. It's pretty good, though. I actually like the X-Men stuff that's, that Hickman did, the, the House of M, Powers of M. Oh, yeah. I like that stuff, too. I thought that was pretty good. I like I like it's It's really funny, right? Like, the way I... My favorite X-Men things... You know, like, I still love the Grant Morrison, the X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the Hickman stuff. Yeah. Like, I just... It's so funny how it's almost like X-Men has become... Beca- occasionally becomes so unwieldy that you actually do get to do something super interesting because it's just, like, this huge wave of white noise. There's just so much. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'll just do whatever because... Like literally, <laughs> there's, there's no so rules. much of it. It's like whatever. I don't know. Like yeah. we'll do this. That like yeah, Grant Morrison was like, let's drop a fucking grenade in this impulse. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. Yeah, it's and I really enjoy, yeah, I like the Hickman stuff too. Is I, I I I admire like the like, well, let's just totally just do something completely different and like for some reason X Men occasionally allows you to do that where it's like. I don't know if it's weird, right? Because they're so, they're one of those like properties that people are drawn to and have been drawn to for years. And like people Mm -hmm. have their sort of like definitive ideas of what the X-Men are, but I actually sort of enjoy the stories where it's just like, 
yeah, we're just going to change everything, just flip it all around. doesn't matter. Now it's this, you know, like I'm drawn more to those stories than I think like your standard X-Men stories. Yeah. And those uh, definitely, as I've gotten older and older, like I just want the weirder stuff. I just want the more out of the norm kind of stories now. I don't want, I've, I've read enough of this kind of like, regular do something different do something you know and, and and i understand like i don't blame comic book publishers for not doing that all the time but i do appreciate yeah. when it gets done you know it's like we, we were talking about batman like one of my favorite batman stories is uh the the batman uh what was it 2000 batman 100 whatever the hell what was the one with yeah um, yeah, yeah. The... Who, who's that crazy artist uh real... paul pope. yeah paul pope Oh, yeah. the Bat Batman one hundred was that what it was, or what? The uh, Batman year one hundred, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that like something like that was. There it is, beautiful, awesome book. I mean, it's just yeah, weird it's and different, and completely out of the out of the norm, but still, you know, complete. Like I think, true to the character Smart, too. Smart, different yeah. to the character. It's, else worlds but 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 fit in what you think the the canon of the character would be yeah and and you give that to someone like paul pope i mean you you don't give that to to people who aren't talented <laughs> extremely of, talented yeah you know and it happens all the time but um i mean paul pope is yeah, he's a special talent right special kind of guy He's a special guy. Um, what the hell was I going to say now? Oh, I got so I got invited onto another podcast. <gasps> what? Yeah, it, well, it's yeah. Don't but, do it. No, Don't no. do it's it. It's just a. It's just he's just a one time. No, they they. That's how they game. rope you in, man. No, I will not be roped in. Four years of fucking eleven o'clock, man. <laughs> I'm warning you. You don't have fond memories of that time, Chris. What? I loved my time there. <laughs> um, loved it. But they want me to pick, uh, like one single issue of a comic that means something to me to that to oh. then talk about. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out. I I think it's going to be Daredevil. Um, and I'm not sure what issue, but it's going to be one of the Frank Miller, I think Frank Miller Daredevil era issues. Maybe I'm thinking 181, which is the double size, double sized issue where Bullseye kills Electra and then Daredevil and Bullseye. 181. Yeah. It's like the culmination of the Kingpin Electra storyline. So. Uh, Tom, what's your what's your one issue that you could be like uh, a comic that kind of changed the oh, way this... I look at comics, or one that you know I'm just like, yeah, I I know every page and every panel, blah blah blah. I guess if, well, I would think of it as like one that I would have something interesting to say about, or like I'd probably pick the, the there's the All Star Superman issue the one where it's all about like he creates like the uh smaller like the alternate universe where they also invent superman within that universe (laughs) i forget which issue it was but it's like all about like 
Superman's doing all this, like all these things to like, uh, as his like final acts before he like knows he's going to die. I forget which issue it was, but it's like, I always think about the issue when I think about like, I could probably read that one like a thousand times and still enjoy it as much as I did. Like the first time I, first time I read it. That's the first thing that popped into my head. I had th- thought about it. It was, it was, I was thinking like all something, all-star Superman. I really love those. Um, this is that comic, that issue changed everything for me. Alien Legion. Survival of the fittest. What uh... alien Legion, the, the first issue of alien Legion, it changed the way I, I thought about design. That's, um, that's a terrible choice, Chris. It's it, awful. It changed. It, I mean, it was the first comic that was really like political that I read that was really designed really well. So it had an aesthetic that that I really um, fell in love with. Uh, there were complex characters that were not good that you rooted for. Um, Alien Legion number one changed the way that I looked at comics. And I was probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And that comic, right along with probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's a good... Mm. Yeah. Probably changed the way I looked at comics and, and, and formed the way I looked at comics for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that with, like, uh, Chankin's American Flag, because I've talked about that yeah. multiple times. I was probably too young for Flag when mm. it came out. I didn't I didn't jump onto Flag until later, and now I can look back on its brilliance, but I wasn't there consuming it as it came out. I didn't want, well, the only reason I didn't pick that is, one, I've talked about it ad nauseum, but... It's brilliant. It is, but I also couldn't pick, like, one uh, issue out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a cohesive story, so it's like, I didn't want to just pick issue number one, because I don't even know if I started reading it at issue number one the first time I read it. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. I think I happened to find it somewhere, like, issue number eight or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, then I was thinking... Um, what you call it? Darwin Cook, something from uh, um, New Frontier, but it's it's right behind Tom. Same thing. Like I couldn't quite pick one issue out of there yeah. that. All right, I'm gonna one up you, Tom. Oh, oh boy, I didn't realize it's competition. Yeah, it is. It's always a competition. Chris is very competitive. What's he doing? He's showing his sketch, his sketched oh, version. That's great. He's Good dead. He's dead now. He is. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> um. Yeah, but I. So I went back to Daredevil because that was really like the Frank Miller run on Daredevil. You've always been a Daredevil guy. I have. I mean, always. Yeah, that was the first, probably the first comic that I ever really. Uh, read. It was Daredevil and Captain America. Those were the two comics that I collected. Yeah. I read. I got every issue. Um, I mean, I had, when we talked to Gene Colan, you were just like you wanted to talk to him about Daredevil. Yeah, it's always been. I mean, I have a 
I still have not the entire run of Daredevil, like the, but I have a a good chunk of. It's one of those things like I keep thinking I should go back and try and fill that in, but the really early <laughs> ones are so you expensive. Have like one. No, I don't. I don't. I have some early ones. I don't have one. I think I have... I don't remember which ones I have. Three, four, six, eight, and then like 15 through 35, and then like everything else. Up until the Bendis run. All the Miller stuff. Yeah. I still have all that. Um, I mean, for, for modern comics... Is there a more important run of comics than Frank Miller's Daredevil? Run? Well, that's and I don't want to talk about it too much on the, you know because I'm going to talk about it on that other podcast. But I, that's why I came down to it because that issue specifically for me too. There's a lot of stuff in there that you can see then in Dark Knight Returns. You know what I mean? Like oh, you can a- absolutely yeah. it, all the all the seeds are there. Yeah, and and so yeah. I think yeah, there's. It changed so much. Um, and people don't talk about that as nearly as much, obviously, as Dark Knight Returns, as, as being like this game you know, I You know, I, I think when Bendis did his run on Daredevil, it, that was a big love letter to, to Miller. And, and rightfully so. I mean, that was... Miller's run on Daredevil, I mean, it's one of the most important runs on comics in the the modern age it, it, it set up the modern age for the you know anyone that writes a comic that can be viewed as like a, a an ongoing dramatic tv series you look at that miller run and that was i mean that that's a template for like a five-year series and it's pretty much everything that that character became, I mean, it's, you know, it's what oh, yeah. he yeah. still it's, is. Before that, he was a, he was a <clears throat> B-list, um, um, you know, fucking fighting stilt man before then. Hey, now. hey don't rag on stilt man. What? <laughs> don't rag on stilt man. Oh, you're one of those guys. No, show respect. Every character is somebody's favorite character. That's right. <laughs> as, as Matt Fraction told us. Yeah, someone loves stilt man. But uh, yeah, it, I agree with you. I I don't think it, it gets quite the um, attention or people talk about it as much about uh, you know Frank Miller's work. But yeah, to me, it's up there with oh. anything that he's done. You know, brilliantly. Anything is the best you know, stuff. That's but been what's done. neat about Miller is that um, I mean Kirby. Kirby was always Kirby, right? Was he? You know, or was he? Kirby was always Kirby. <laughs> Actually, he was he, he was changed. Jack Kurtzman. A <laughs> little bit. Jacob, um, Jacob Kurtzman. But you look at Frank Miller's work from when he, you know, came in with like Spider-Man and Daredevil and then where he went with DKR and then 300. Um, he's one of those artists that his, his style changed so much over the arc of his career but was still successful right i don't know that it did honestly i i don't i don't oh yeah i mean 300's wildly different than his yeah but you saw on, you on did, daredevil but you saw seeds of that i mean he seeds 
but it changed. I mean, dramatically. Um, I think you think that because he changed his style for the stories that he was doing. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the difference between like 300 and Ronin. Yeah. Totally different types of stuff. But both of those styles can be seen in Daredevil. And both of those styles can be seen in Dark Knight Returns. I mean, if you look at Dark Knight Returns, how many different styles of art did he use in that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think... Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, you know, and that's what I'm saying is that he had a huge palette that he worked from. Yeah, I just think he was able to, he never, I don't think he was one of those guys that cared about like, this is the Frank Miller style. Because even if you look at his Daredevil stuff and his Dark Knight stuff, and then you look at Sin City, yeah. very different stuff. He was working, he was a true and artist. The, and like, at the same time, and changing. he's writing that stuff well that's what i was gonna i was gonna mention that about the daredevil too is like it's it's such an interesting story because you know he started as just the artist and then basically fought because he was like he had a vision for where the character could go Mm -hmm. and the writer i can't remember who the writer was at the time no i'll let you know but he was like i you know i want to write i want to write and draw i'm gonna say it's roy thomas what? I don't, Maybe that doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Um, but yeah, and the, you know, like he was kind of really one of those first guys, you know, to to do that kind of thing at that time. And uh, yeah, I mean, Roger McKenzie. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was a big name. I don't remember. Yeah, it's Roger McKenzie. Uh... He has his own ideas. Damn it. And I, and I think his style really depends on the inker that he's working with, too. I think he gives a lot of leeway to his inkers. Obviously, Klaus. 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 David Micheline. And Mike W. Barr. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Awesome stuff. I think that's what I'm going to do. That issue, I, I, I there's a lot I can say about 181. That. Yeah. What is it about that number? I don't know. What is it's a it? good number, I guess. It's a, it's a it's a magic number. Is it a magic number? First appearance of Wolverine. Oh, there you go. One eighty one. One eighty one. I didn't know that. Yep, Hulk number one eighty one. First appearance of Wolverine. It's just coincidence. No, it's not. It's part of the the master plan. The master plan. The oh. Illuminati plan. The Illuminati are running comics. Right. They're not doing a very good job. Gentlemen, I have to leave. We we love you, Tom. All right, Thomas. I love you too. Sorry. Fun as always, sir. I hear footsteps running around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's like a a murderer in your house. There's footsteps. I hear Mm -hmm. footsteps. I hear footsteps. I hear the pitter patter of angry heat. All right. (laughs) Be good. Talk to you guys later. All right, Tom. All right. Bye bye. Oh, God. He's falling into the volcano. It's just us. Now it's just us. Here we are again. It's us again. I get to argue with you about everything you've been wrong about tonight. Oh, for God's sake, man. I don't, I'm never wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> what was I wrong about? What do you, I, I, uh, Nothing.
Nothing. No, I, I, I love your love of, of Daredevil. You know, isn't that one of the great things about this, about this hobby and, and, and medium is that, I mean, there, there are people that, that loved, you know, back in the day, you loved a comic. You, I mean, that was what you read. And, you know, there were people who were Daredevil fans and Legion fans and Titans and X-Men and, that was the that was the comic that you read yeah uh, uh for sure i mean i was definitely yeah. it for me it was it, it was definitely daredevil and then captain america and then from cap i went i i was an invaders fan and mm-hmm. i never was like a group book guy uh, obviously i got into the x men i mean i think everybody was reading the x men at that yeah. time but um i was never a big the, of, the the roger stern uh John Byrne, X-Men, or not, yeah. uh, uh, Captain America. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that was, you had to read that. That yeah. was, you know, that was that was one of those that, you know, everyone was, was, was reading. I'm trying uh, to remember when I got into Cap. I, I honestly don't, I had, there was a long period of time where, like, I was buying Captain America. I was, I got into Cap whenever Captain Britain guest starred. Um, geez, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And that was back in the day when, like, Marvel 2 and 1, which was a great marketing ploy, is that you, there would be a, 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 a character that you would love and they would team up with another character. What a great marketing idea. You know, it was, which two in one was mostly the thing, right? Who's, you know, mostly been forgotten in modern comics. But I mean, yeah. that was the point when like Ben Grimm was a major character in comics. Oh, for sure. Well, the fantastic four was the flagship you know, yeah. still, I think, you know, at that point, it was the flagship yeah. book. But uh... yeah, Mar- Marvel 2-in-1 was, you know, it was Marvel Team-Up, which was the Spider-Man team-up. And then Marvel 2-in-1 was the thing. And it was it was his team-up. Um, yeah. Which, um, speaking of, I ordered the uh, second volume of Immortal Hulk today. Oh, I'm excited so, for you. Yeah. It'll arrive sometime in mid-May. Because, <laughs> um, sorry, I was reading something. I apologize. Oh, what you read? You're no, 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 no. Um, I was there was something that caught my attention. On I'm, I'm trying to do too many things here, so I'm still like uh, trying to pay attention to the live feed and seeing if if it's actually. Uh, I don't know. It's driving me insane. Like the sound sync yeah. issues that we have are like it drives me are we crazy. good i don't know i can't tell because i can't really listen to it at the same time you know what i mean um, should i hum a few bars <laughs> no <laughs> please don't um no it's like impossible for me to to well here don't say anything and let me check right. hold on It's not too far off, but it is off. Like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what to do anymore. It was fine. It was perfect when we started, I think. 
and yeah. then it like degrades. Is it telling us not to record more than an hour and a half? It could be. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know. Or it could be my like my kids are online using the. Uh, uh, I'm the wondering. If, I'm wondering if it's like my computer. If it's sort of they're on the Twitch, but like all, everything that it's telling me is that it's it's running perfect. I don't know. I have I have no idea. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So, what are we doing the next week? Um, are we gonna? Are, we're we're continuing isolation, um, rehab. What what are we gonna call this around comics? Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, therapy. Pandemic. It's, it's, uh, I enjoy it. It's, it is therapy for me. Pandemic relief. Yeah, I mean, Marta's <laughs> like what, again, again. And I was uh, like, yeah, we have to serve the people. <laughs> the people. The people want more. Yeah. Um, Thing is, I had like a two-hour curling meeting before this when we uh, were drinking, so I've been wasted uh, the entire the entire episode. You know, you can talk to people without drinking. That is possible. Mm, that is definitely, not going to happen. It's definitely possible. It can't happen. Not going to happen. All right. Well. But I did yoga for like a good hour before before that first meeting so i got all stretched out and then i started drinking and then and then we had this and uh so yeah so yeah i uh, so i figure i'm at zero zero what on what the plus minus scale of what plus minus the life being good life just life in general yeah just life just like so the yoga counteracts zero. the beer. Yeah. Is that your thinking? Hmm. I did kettlebell workout today. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like, terrible. Eh, you know, not that bad. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. It's better than running. I hate running. I've Running's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. It's the worst thing I was ever. walking the dog. Well, it's not really getting you. The I, I need the cardio. I don't know. The calorie burn i gotta burn calories i like to eat Same calories on distance travel um yeah but i don't want to do like four hour walk with my dog as opposed that sounds to amazing a 30 minute run that sounds amazing i yeah but i i don't really you have hate time. your dog I know. no i just don't have four hours in the day when it's what since when uh since always i got shit to do you fuck i gotta do this no, shit Listen, Liar. Somebody has to edit these fucking watching podcasts. Lion King. Lion King. Tiger whatever. Tiger uh, walking your dog. You heartless yeah. bastard. Well, you know. They got legs, they can walk themselves. Alright, so um so I haven't brought this up. Oh. Um, I had the last book of the month ish, and we talked we talked about about my book. Yeah, bird. Um, you need to come up with something for us to fucking read. I did. What? Paper Girls. <sighs> but that's what Paper Girls Volume One. Yeah. Why well, didn't you want me to pick something right else? Now. Oh well, I can pick something else if you. you Are didn't... we talking the entire series? Well, I'm not going to make. Tom read the entire series. You have to read the entire series of Paper Girl. No, just, I like mean, it. something that 
a trade paperback that someone can order. All right, for, for, someone who's someone. You, Anyone, the the the, the, the public, the myriad of people that listen to the show, Sal. Well, Jesus Christ, they can order whatever. All right, let me look here. I'll look. All right, uh, it's not Immortal Hulk Volume Two. Well, but I did just could order be, that. Could be that. And I am looking forward to talking uh, about it with you. Let's see. Well, I have to go back and read it. Um, there was um, uh, a nice little. Uh, announcement panel syndicate who um oh i did see that yeah private eye with brian k vaughn and marcos martin uh they announced uh and release or they're releasing a series this is thursday so tomorrow they're releasing uh the ed brubaker marcos martin series is it marcos martin huh it's with marcos martin yes and ed brubaker sweet yeah, yeah, which, I heard something about it. It was like um, uh, it's called Fridays or something like that, or Fridays. Yes, and it looks well. I mean, it's 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 Marcos, and then you throw Ed Brubaker in there, and that's I mean, that's peanut butter and jelly. So peanut butter I'm all and over jelly. It. How about um, Coffin Bound Volume One? Ooh, I've been reading that, and it's... well, goddamn, you're reading everything. I can't pick anything that you. Well, no, been no, reading. I no, I'm I'm down with that. Um, I think I got the first four issues. Um, oh, have you been no, reading? No, I want something fresh. I well, want to have to. I'll, read I'll, I will go back and read it. No, let's do Coffin Bound. All right, fine. If you're okay with it, I guess it's my pick. But hey, if you like it. That's you all said it, and I said that's <laughs> fine. I will. Yes, I have read a couple issues of Coffin Bound. I'm sorry, it's not fucking brand new. For well, you. goddamn, Mister. Uh, yeah. I, I read everything. <laughs> I fine. still need to. I still need to find Deathlock. Is it Deathlock? Deathlock. What the hell are you talking about? No, what's uh, the the what's the the robot? series that you um that you were talking about kill lock kill lock yeah yeah find it it's pretty good i mean it's not over it's not in tra- i don't think it's out in trade yet i know i gotta i gotta dig for it uh i cannot go to my comic shop and buy it yeah well all right so coffin bound sure coffin bound volume one yeah it's fun it's uh i think we'll enjoy talking about it I hope so. It looked good. I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but it's on Hoopla. Yeah, it's and, got some. Uh, it's got some Rizzo going on, which okay. I, which is why I picked it out. Cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. A big it's got fan. Some, some serious Eduardo Rizzo vibe. Where's that guy at? I I see him post stuff on like Instagram, but I don't. Is he working at all? Like I, he must I, be doing I, other stuff. I hope so. So if you look over my shoulder, oh Jesus! Here is show and tell again. Other shoulder, this shoulder. I don't. Okay. That shoulder. That's a that's a hundred bullets page right there. Awesome. Yeah. He's the best. I read. It, I read that you got you you um made fun of me because it's got uh it's got a Nazi in it and you're like you bought you made a, fun of me about it. Well, called I, me a Nazi. If you want to hang Nazis on your wall? That's your choice, I See? suppose. Here we go. I mean. Not what I would do necessarily, but mm-hmm. if that's 
how you feel you want to represent. Is that your, uh, is that your Steve Dillon preacher page over your shoulder? It is, yes, over that shoulder there. That shoulder. That it, that's, that's an awesome page. Yeah, you tried. To I buy want it. you to will that to me. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Besides, I'm going to outlive you the way you drink. <laughs> and and all you do is yoga and curl. You're a dead man by sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm easy going. You're high strung. I have uh yeah, that's uh that's that's signed by him too. I got that signed yeah. by him at a convention. He and and drank with him. It's awesome. Uh you you got me something. Uh... That's one of my biggest um regrets from uh regrets. Your biggest regrets? Uh well I did a uh, that was at Cherry Capital Con. Is that a signed Guinness? That is a signed bottle of Guinness from Steve Dillon. See? With a Punisher. I'm a good friend. You are a great see? friend. Um, this, I, I hold I'm looking around. Day. I'm trying to see anything you gave me hanging on the wall, signed by anybody. Huh. Nothing. Here's no. one. You remember this one? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that whole night barely. <laughs> barely. He's all cleaned up now, though. He's right, yeah. isn't he sober? Yeah, yeah he's, he's sober no fun. Now. He's no, he's no fun anymore. I uh, no, but I, that convention at that charity cap, cherry capital con, they asked me to moderate. Um, yeah, a, I, don't, uh, I don't have one of those. Where's Where's mine? Signed by. Uh, this is from um, uh, uh, James Syme. At Isotope Comics in San Francisco. I know. This was from the Darwin Cook signing. What else are you rubbing for, in my uh, face that you have? Are you, is this just show and tell what Chris has in his office? All of Chris's... Hey, man, my, my, my office is like the fancy shop. This is all uh, sorts of shit. Thrilling. Anyway, yeah. now about me. <laughs> no, it's all about you. <laughs> no, I was saying I moderated a panel with Steve Dillon... And um, what's his name? He was he was he wrote uh, Deadpool for a while. Um, Carrie? No, no. Fuck. What is his name? God damn it. Anyway, I did. A, I moderated a panel. They asked me mm-hmm. to moderate a panel. I'm like, yes, I'd be happy to moderate a panel with Steve Dillon. And um, and it, it was that's it, awesome. It was awesome, and it went great. And I thought they were filming it. They said they were going to film it, so I didn't record it. And then they're like, they never gave me the footage. I never saw the footage. I don't know if they didn't film it, but I didn't record he it. Away. Yeah, and then yeah, and he died not you know too too terribly long after that. And I'm just like fuck. It was a really fun panel too. Like he actually he actually came up to me afterwards. He's like that was that was one of the most fun panels I've ever been on. And I was just like, that's, fuck yeah. And then, you know, we had a couple awesome. of drinks. We kind of became friendly that yeah. weekend. You know, it's kind of natural. You're Especially at a show like that, it's a small show. And mm-hmm. so it's like you're hanging out with everybody that's at the show the whole weekend. And fucking know? Steve Dillon. You know, he was a very nice guy, very quiet guy. I mean, he's a he was yeah. a really quiet guy and uh, super nice, super friendly and just like – uh, you know, you could tell he had a, a a good sense of humor and just yeah, he was a good dude. What a I'm talent! Glad I met him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what a talent for sure. 
Preacher's uh, one of those books, you know. Oh, and his, I mean, God, his, his Punisher stuff. Yeah. I mean, Welcome Back, Frank is still one that I'll go back to and just read if I'm just like, yep, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to read this because it's awesome. And I know it's a, I know it's a quick, awesome story and it's, it's, it's ridiculous and horrible and has that, that, that dark comedic, um, sensibility to it. And, and I think it, I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those books and, and he and Ennis shared this where it was as much about the art as it was about the writer. And it's, so rare that you see that in comics where where the 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 feel and the vibe of a comic is just as much about the the artist as it is about the writer you know i think we saw that with um i mean you know like the authority with frank quietly and 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 miller they had that kind of you have Guys that just are, you know, so well versed at working with one another. I think, yeah. you know, they probably have a great shorthand and they're able to just vibe off of each other. And yeah, you know, yeah. anything, anything, Dylan, anything Dylan and, and, um, and Ennis. Ennis did, it was like, that was an instant buy for me. Yes. Yeah. Instant buy. Those Absolutely. two guys. Yep. Whatever it is, I'll take it. And, and I love Ennis, but everything that he's done post that doesn't have the same magic i mean there's there's good i've been reading sarah his uh tko series which is you know i i think kind of a spiritual ancestor to um the 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 night witches that he did for idw yeah it's a it's a rush it's it's a women's russian military story and it's good but man, there's nothing like him working with Steve Dillon. Just well, nothing it, like it. There was something about Dillon's artwork that was realistic enough, but also cartoony enough. Yeah. Where Ennis's like most perverted, ridiculous, fucked up shit that he would write. Yeah. You know he could just draw it perfectly. It worked, you know what I mean? Cause it was just like not quite too real. Like it wasn't hyper realistic. It was yeah. cartoony, but it was realistic enough, you know, uh, but not too realistic. It was just, yeah, it worked perfectly. Yeah. It, it was, um, it was unique. Yeah. It had its own universe. I mean, those guys yeah. cre- kind of created their own universe. Yeah. It was, it was I, I, I look at he and, uh, and quiet, quietly, as as being very similar, yeah. Um, quietly is another guy. That anything he draws, I'll buy. I'm buying it. Yeah, you know, for it's, sure. It's you know Ennis and 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 um, uh, Dylan. I look at very similar to to Miller and Quietly. You know they they had that kind of just over the top, um, weird but grounded. It's 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 almost it's 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 almost impossible to describe it. But I look at those two teams as being really similar to each other. Yeah, and they they had that same that same vibe, and you can't recreate that. It it's it's uh it's something that's magic about comics. 
Do you think there's anyone um, today that's got that happening? That you know, uh, there's not that uh, many. Team you know, I ups, think but... like Kirkman and Burnham have tried to kind of tried to create. You know that I like those... Burnham with uh, Morrison. You yeah, know, they had a pretty good run of stuff that mm-hmm. they were doing, mm-hmm. and and Burnham's stuff, I I feel like it fits. I think Morrison's... I think hard boiled in in its own little way. Even though I would say that the the difference with hard boiled is that that was probably more Darrow than it was Miller, and so it was. It was probably well, a little bit more art-focused. Do what? That's 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, hey, you know, off the top of my head. Oh, of the, I, I, was, I meant, is there anybody working today? Oh, today? Yeah, God. that um, has that. Um, you know, there, there's a few artists that I would like to see that, that do that. Um, 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 was it Stoko? Uh, the guy that did, uh, um, was it Orc... Um, Orcs. Oh God! Um, orc, orc smash or orc? Uh, uh, orc no, I'm thinking headlopper. I it think um, um, Stoko, Stoki, Stoko. Um, I think uh, um, if you look at like Brubaker and and uh, oh, Brubaker and Phillips, yeah, sure. They, you know, yeah. they're I, but they've criminal. been doing that. For, they've been doing that yeah. for a while. I was going to bring up. Uh, um, I love uh, Rucka and Lark with what they've done with Lazarus yeah. is, you know, that's, that, that seems very, you know, incredibly collaborative. I like, uh, what Snyder and Capullo did on Batman. I thought they sure. had a, a sure. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it in the same class, you know, of, of like Ennis and, and Dylan, but I think they definitely had a, a mm-hmm. really good working relationship. I, I think um, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman, you know, I think right now are a, kind of a duo. They do, you know, Ven- they've been doing that Venom mm-hmm. stuff for quite a while now, and I think they they sort of are building that thing. I'm I'm not a um, I Amarillo like Rizzo. For well, yeah, yeah, sure. like fucking fifteen years. Sure. Anything they do is is fucking peanut butter and jelly, you know. It's interesting when you find those, you know, um, partnerships. Yeah, and 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 they really kind of allow each other, you know, to work together as opposed to like. I'm sure there's just well, sort of egos involved. With yeah, you know, we haven't seen the 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 super team. I mean, like like an original super team would be like Claremont, Byrne, and Austin, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I would. You yeah, know that that would be a that would be a. Super I mean, the original super team is probably like Kirby and Simon. You know, like that's yeah, yeah that's Kirby, Kirby Simon. That's it's, the original, but um, yeah, I. Uh, Stan Kirby and anyone but Vince Coletta. <laughs> Poor Vince Coletta. Old Vince Coletta. Somebody oh, needs to like Vince. write a book um like illustrating maybe it exists, it might already be out there, I don't know, but like I know mostly because of Vince or I mean the uh, David Price, mm-hmm. how much he hates Vince Coletta. And <laughs> His hatred of Vince Coletta. And that's like the only reference. Like, I couldn't, 
I like I don't think that I could look at a a Kirby page and go, oh, that's Coletta, and no. Oh God, talk to Andy Parks. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not arguing it. I'm not. I'm not. But I I kind of wish somebody would like lay out. Who, who's the who's visually, the that everyone loves on Kirby? Is, is it is it Senate? Is it Joe Senate? Probably he. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I I don't. There's stuff like that that I don't quite ever. I've never quite understood and never been a part of. You know, like that kind of thing. I've never been wrapped up too much in what everybody else is sort of thinking about something. You know what I mean? Like I just never found myself in lockstep with many of those things where it's like, Oh, everybody, you know, yeah, I mean, that's you know, I mean, that you start talking Kirby. So, I mean, it's like, it's like Babe Ruth, you know, in baseball. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. I mean, that, I guess that's yeah, just, it. I, mean, like, it's, I don't really it's, care. It's, 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 it's historical, you know, backtracking of, of stuff. And the thing with Kirby is that, I mean, that, that dude was putting out, you know, a page and a half a day plus a cover. I mean, he was producing like a thousand pages a year. Yeah, right. And, I mean, so he was doing what, you know, like two and a half pages a day. I mean, the, you're never, ever going to see that again. It's like, you know, and, and I think the baseball analogy is interesting. It's like, you're never going to see a Kirby again. You're never going to see a Cy Young. No one's ever going to win 515 fucking baseball games, you know, in their career. Again, it's it's just, it's otherworldly. It's never, ever, ever going to happen again. And so you just appreciate it for the era that it was, but I think it is interesting as kind of a touchstone of, yeah, what what superstar teams do you see put together? And I think the the interesting thing about comics in the last ten ish, fifteen ish years is that you see individual stars, the individual yeah. writers, the individual artists, but you don't see the all star teams that have come together except maybe by accident. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I think it's, it is accidental. It's lucky. Yeah. It's you, accidental. You find sure. That kind of stuff, because I think, you know, one, everybody's sort of working for their own brand. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I think these guys have figured out for the most part that, um, you know, sure. They're going to write Batman or Spider-Man or whatever it is, but I'm working on my, company myself you know what i mean like i'm this is this isn't gonna last forever but i can build an audience that will last me forever yeah like like, like snyder capullo yeah um in, in a way was kind of a i don't want to say it was happenstance i'm sure they were aware of it at the time but you look at it now and it's like you know so you know, jason aaron and who are you gonna you know put together with jason aaron to you know to write the next great marvel comic or 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 whatever um yeah it's you know it's interesting and and when it happens it's magic and sometimes yeah. you know and, and and we talk about you know we, we had andy parks on and there's been a couple artists that that in, in the past that that he said, you know, I always wanted to ink this person and we, we got together and it's like, yeah, beforehand it was like this, we know this is going to work great. And they got together and it's like, wow, that wasn't 
it just it wasn't what we thought it was going to be and so there's there's a little bit of magic that that still has to happen oh sure i think in, in comics and people you you don't know until it happens sometimes and that that's the beauty of it um we would talk to christian alanay and and he said and i'll never forget it so whenever doug Mankey and i got together we had completely different artistic styles and when I started inking Doug, there was this mystery third person in the room that between Doug's penciling style and my inking style, whenever you got the two of us together, it created this third thing that we never, ever thought was going to was gonna happen. Sure. And that's the magic of collaboration. That's collaboration. I mean, I, I don't think it's just comics. I think you see it in... Oh, sure. In any sure. creative thing, when you get around other creative people and you allow... Music, filmmaking... Yeah. it's But it's yeah. it's it, you have to allow it to happen. You have to get rid of mm-hmm. your ego and you have to, you know, I think you have to be willing to listen, you know, and, and change and that kind of thing. And I think that's what fucks up so much of that stuff is egos get involved and they get in the way of, of what could be something. Because everybody yeah. then, like, starts to count... Well, what do I, you know, how much am I worth to this? Or how much is he, you know, it gets to be a weird thing, I think. But, yeah. but I mean, that's the, that's the magic about, you know, creative endeavors is that when you watch something or read something or, or whatever, and you have the sense of, wow, this is special or this is working. And there's just this magical something we and we've talked about you know like once upon a time in hollywood there's a moment in that movie where i'm just like oh wow i'm watching something special you know or there's a comic where you're a few pages in and you're like oh shit this has created something they're doing something that 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 works and um i mean that's i mean i guess that's the dragon we're always chasing right for sure, man. I'm always looking for something to blow my fucking hair back, and and yeah. Um, yeah. it's yeah. I, I don't know. If it, it's it's rare, it, it, but I guess that's what makes it special. Is you know, it's and those that's things. What, that um, Pennyworth. That yeah. was. I was just like, oh, this is oh, really shit. good. This, this is really this, really this has yeah. It. yeah. This has it, and and I'm gonna. And, and here's the thing: you blew through that. Marta is just like, no, I don't want to watch that until I'm ready to sit down and enjoy it. Oh, I couldn't because get enough she of it. doesn't want to blow through it because she senses that it's something that's really good. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess she, you know, she just can't handle all that awesomeness at once. I'm used no. to. It. I'm used to. It. And now I have to um. wait for her because if <laughs> I watch it without her, then. I'm an asshole. Yeah, that's why I don't get too. I don't. My wife and I, we watch. We always pick like a show mm-hmm. because I'm gonna watch. Like, I'm gonna watch ten shows by the time she finishes watching one show, and she likes a lot of stuff yeah. that I don't like, and I I like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that she doesn't like. We always pick like one or two shows. The last OG. That was a show that we just were like, oh, yeah. let's try it, and we watched it and enjoyed it. And now we're. Do you watching... know what we watch every morning? 
I no, I'm not there. Every morning. Um, let me guess. Every, Wait. Every morning. Ellen, you watch Ellen together every morning. Is it a? <laughs> you watch? Is it a? Is it a TV show? You watch? Is it a? Is it live or is it a rerun? It's a rerun. Well, it's got to be a lot of episodes of something. Gilmore Girls. Is that it? Uh, earlier. Uh, earlier than that. The West Wing. Earlier. Andy Griffith. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Mash. just later just later than mash cheers about the same time as cheers frazier you were talking about frazier we watch murder she wrote every morning oh well that's a you know i mean for what it is they're fantastically produced yeah episodes i mean you know so marta is a is a huge like pi detective yeah We watch Murder, She Wrote, and uh, a lot of Magnum P.I. Have you watched Stumptown yet? Are you stoned? <laughs> Not well. well just, just, it's it's only CBD. It's like the third time we've talked about Stumptown. I know, but have you watched it? I, I don't remember if you've watched it or not. Yes. Okay. Does Marta <laughs> watch it? I love Stumptown. It's great. Yeah. Do, you want me to talk to... You? Should we get Greg on? Uh, if we can, uh, sure, absolutely. Right. Love to. I don't know if he still if he still talks to us, not, but I'm sure he's bored at this point. Do you see my los pollos hermanos? Los pollos. It's it's. Are those lost chickens? Come on, you don't know what this is from. No, what is that? That's from that's the restaurant. From uh, Breaking Bad. Los, oh. Los Pollos Hermanos. Okay. The Chicken Brothers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get in touch with Greg and we'll get him on and we'll talk about P.I. shows. But my question was, does Marta watch Stumptown with you? Uh, she likes it. She likes it. We have not gotten into it a ton because that's um, like, a, you know, that's a P.I. show. I really like here's it. Here's the thing. I, it's like, I love Columbo. She hates Columbo. Hmm. So she likes more of a... Well, that's weird. Don't try and figure it out. Yeah, that's weird. How do you like Murder, She Wrote, but you don't like Columbo? I didn't say I like Murder, She Wrote. I said that we watch Murder, She Wrote every day. <laughs> no, but she likes it. <laughs> yes. She well, loves Murder, She Wrote. But she doesn't like Columbo. Um, yet loves Charlie's Angels. She likes women. She wants to watch women. She won't watch probably. men. Yeah, it's probably a women's empowerment. empowerment. She should like Stumptown. What the fuck? Yeah. God damn it, Marta, if you're listening. She's not. <laughs> I'll guarantee you she's not. All right, are we, are we, are we ready to wrap this thing up? Uh, probably. We've been going for a while. Yeah going for almost two hours now it was quick two hours pumping out two hours yeah Alrighty. um yeah i don't know when when do you think what day is it today is thursday 45 thursday did you get your uh government check did you get your stimulus check yeah <laughs> you i did did you i, I did yeah yeah 
I don't know. I don't know. I'll look. I asked Marta. She's like, no, she's not going to fucking tell me. <laughs> she's just going to hide it, squirrel oh, away. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to see one fucking red cent of that. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? There's, uh... there's, there's no money coming to, to Chris on that. All righty. Um, anything else? Anything we want to? No, it's um. Everyone's you know, stay safe out there. Don't 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 be stupid. Um, take care of each other. All love, that. Love stuff. everybody. Get together. Da 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 la la la. Don't don't be dumb. Da da da. Dumb. People are dumb. Just, I know people are dumb, but, you know, check your sources. You said it. A person is smart. People don't, are dumb. Oh, people are big, dumb, stupid morons. What? What is that from? I don't remember. Yeah. I, it's Yeah. Don't, dumb. don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Well, it's, you know. Stay where you are. Don't, don't, don't be dumb. <laughs> it's just old people that are going to die. Come on. <sighs> we need to get rid of them anyway. They've been around too long. The boomers need to go. It's time for them to go. Their time on Earth is over. I told you, this thing is killing all the wrong people. <laughs> I'm horrible. Horrible uh, person. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, um, take care of yourself and take care of someone else. And don't oh. be dumb. And uh, we'll be back uh, probably you know, a couple days because we're bored and need to talk to people. Have uh, in to the do. meantime. In between time. We'll be everywhere in... And around the internet, yeah. YouTube, comics, comics and stuff, and stuff like that. Um, you know, let us know what your favorite Batman stories are. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. What's your favorite single issue of a comic you've ever read? Ooh, favorite you? favorite single issue. Comics. Why not? I like it. <laughs> <laughs>